Oh, hello there. Welcome to yet another edition of the Best of Worst of British Podcast. It's a podcast, basically, where three lovely men sit down and watch terrible British films because we're gluttons for punishment. Um, my name is Tom Hodkinson. Hello. And sat alongside me are my co-hosts. Uh, this is Lorca Mullen. I feel like I've been de-lovelyized through the course of watching these films. <laughs> they bring out a poison in me. It's like Walter White gradually <laughs> becoming more corrupted yeah. as time's gone on. And my name is, is Michael Bell. I don't like films. Yeah, why are you here? <laughs> well, I'm increasingly liking films less. <laughs> yeah, we're not helping the case. Well, we? at least he's being honest with us. Uh, Alright, so, for context, last time we saw Spice World the movie, for the last episode, so we thought we'd carry on the theme of pop stars in films. 90s and, as well. Actually, this is 2000 it was released. But it would have been filmed it's in the 90s. Thing. That they were popular and it's set in, in the 60s. That they were first popularised in the 90s, so it counts. So, this film stars three quarters of the All Saints. <laughs> we'll get for, to that. For reasons we'll explain soon. <laughs> And uh, it's directed by one half of the Eurythmics, that isn't Annie Lennox. <laughs> uh, so, from Dave Stewart, this is Honest. Honest is a gangster movie and a love story which calls at times for certain amounts of nudity. What's wrong? We've never made love. Yes, we have. No, we haven't. We didn't know where or who we were that night. Both Nick and Nat had hard decisions to make. Do you think that the sex scenes were necessary or were they gratuitous? There was loads there was loads of scenes where I said no. I mean, it wasn't I mean, but you know, it was part of the script and then I suddenly kind of felt like, you know, this is in the eye of, of Dave Stewart. And to be honest with you, it's like a bridge you cross and I always hear stories from other actors like listen when I had to do this scene, and I had to do that scene, and I had to do this scene, and I was petrified. And everybody is, and everybody does it, you know, but... You must have clocked when you It was only my boobs. You could see them on holiday if the press followed me, do you know what I mean? That's all it is. Were you quite happy with the role? I'm pleased that I didn't have too many lines. There's less things to learn. But no, I, I love my role. I love my role. And I'm not, and you know, I wasn't really acting. <laughs> you should come back tonight. Disco tonight. You were a good dancer. Not bad. I might come then. Another orange juice, on me. You know how to treat a girl, don't you? <laughs> I knew I'd find you here. Reminds me of when Mum and Dad used to come here before we was born. What dance is that then? Foxtrot? No, it's the waltz. Try, if you can, and it's not easy, to pinpoint the one scene in the film where you feel most proud of the work you've done. Um. Honest, basically, uh, for a very quick synopsis, is about three sisters, two of whom are actually sisters, mm -hmm. and one of whom vaguely looks like them. 
who go about planning heists in Cockney 60s London. Yeah. I've christened it All Saints After Dark. <laughs> I like that Cockney 60s London. Does that suggest Cockney like 60s London. Brummy yeah. 60s London. <laughs> well, I'm, but like Johnny 60s London. I would, I would have just said like 60s London if it was like a generic <laughs> London vibe. Well, they're doing but that. it's so fucking Cockney. Not to try and uh, get away from talking about the film as quickly as possible, but like we did with the Spice World, let's just say about what, what we thought of on All Saints at the time or what our memories of All Saints were. I was having this conversation that's not I can't rem- remember All Saints being a thing really I remember Never Ever yeah yeah that was it they did a terrible version of Under the Bridge that's what sticks with me that was when I was that's what I remember being first aware of them from and then I remember on watching MTV and being confused when... why this band were doing a cover of an All Saints song <laughs> Because I couldn't comprehend the notion <laughs> that this was, you know. When were they big? Were they one of those girl bands that were like in between? They were Spice. They, were no, they were right after the Spice, Spice Girls. So, so I think 97, yeah, Essentially, I think, it's, as is always the way, one's, a, you know, like yeah. post One Direction, suddenly you're getting loads of other well, they like, pop stars. Now we're just going to get a glut of K-pop and J-pop bands coming to the UK oh, yeah, because of... Were they like in uh, between Beatles. Spice Girl albums? So Spice Girls have a, have yeah. a year off. But I think, well... Chucking the witch, chucking all the Come on, get him in. When Jerry jettisoned herself from the Spice Girls, that's when All Saints kind of bubbled up because, like, ah, four piece. Well, I think think the key to the All Saints' appeal was it was obviously meant to be a bit more of an edge to them, a lot less like you know merchandisable. They were clearly like a hip. Yeah, they they were like 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 the girl band for when you're in year seven. As opposed to when you're in year five or something like that, you know? So we, and uh-huh. I will say, I'll put my hands up right now. There are two All Saints songs that I legit think are fantastic songs. And one of them, I think, has one of my favourite choruses in any pop song ever. It's probably pretty obvious which two I'm talking about. Go ahead. Pure Shores, which is just an amazing song. Yes. That's the one from the beach. You know it. It's like, I'm moving, I'm coming, can you hear what I hear? And the other one is Black Coffee, which has one of my favourite choruses ever. I can't say I recall The chorus that goes, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but here. You can't sing another second because copyright. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they also do a song called Booty Call? Yes, they did do. And that was the first time I'd heard the term Booty Call oh, as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And myself, yeah. <laughs> when was this, about 98? Uh, it was not, from about like, 97, 98 to about 2000. I mean, when, when, when the Spice Girls were doing Holler, they were basically trying to rip off All Saints' look and, and, and style, really. Yeah, that sounds about right. But they were more like hip and R and B, and like the, See, I just, just can't. Remember, I remember Never Ever, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Well, that that's because that that really just sort of thrashed them into the mainstream. They they got a number one off the back of that, right? Was yeah, they had two? a few number ones. They were definitely the yeah. second biggest girl band after yeah. the Spice Girls by, uh, by a good distance. Yeah, place because yeah. I got obsessed with like punk music and the Offspring around 12, 13. Yeah. So that's when I just yes. like radio, basically. About yeah. that era, that's when that's All Saints were coming in. Yeah, yeah. 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 And just like the Spice Girls, when they reunited, All Saints also tried to reunite. And they had a really successful single, I think. But their album like didn't even make the charts would, or would something they be, crazy like would that. Would they be the ones who are like doing the Butlin Weekenders now? No, that's more that's more our next, <laughs> our next no, For the Butlin Weekenders. They're too hip for Butlin. You, really. you, you might get a couple of them doing it these yeah, days. Because yeah. as we said... All Saint. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they weren't very saintly in this film, were they? No, no. Sure. Partial sure. saints. So, 
Mm. <laughs> or, or benedictions. Or what's, yeah, yeah. what's the step before it? <laughs> or be- yet to be beatified. Very pious. <laughs> I've got a friend who went on one of the Butland weekends, got dragged along for like a stag or something. Yeah, of course, dragged along, yeah. And it wasn't, wasn't me. It, it was you, yeah. It absolutely <laughs> wasn't me. But apparently it's just wall to wall fucking. <laughs> Yeah, it's just an. Oh, it's like the Olympic Village. Sorry, sorry. Uh, which which buttons? <laughs> it is. It is it's a weird just... little afterlife, isn't it? It's like there's like two competing Bucks Fizz acts traveling oh, around. Yeah, it's, you know, oh, it's like three different dollars. Thanks to David Van Day being an absolute oh, fucking. And, and to keep it to keep it local, even though they're not doing Butlins, you have UB40, and then you have. Oh you yeah. Know, Ali, Ali, UB thirty one, thirty nine plus one. Well, we did it. We UB fifty. Realistically, UB fifty. We did a gig uh, in the summer for this like, little festival. It was like a bit of music, a bit of comedy, a bit of everything. And you did have like three members of S Club Seven. You had like Sophie Alice Bexter was there. Was really? Like, I thought awesome. she was above that. To be oh, honest. and my favourite act there was there? Boys Life, which is one of uh, Boys Own <laughs> and one of West Life doing each other's hits. Oh my god! It's... There's always that one really tragic member. I want you to guess which one of each band it was. Boys don't. Okay, so I'm going to guess it's, it's the Irish one. I'm, it's, it's, two, it's, it's, it's They're all four ten. It's, it's the two. It's one of the two troublemakers. The ones that had like facial hair when they got like you know they re reinvented themselves. I'm going to guess it's the one that just did like I think he did like every reality show it was possible to do, and then he also did um Corey. Which one married that? Uh, or is that or are those two right, different ones? Heart, they're, they're, they're are two different ah, people. Ah, I see. So it's the one, one of those did two. Corey does Boys Life. Wow, okay. Yeah, uh, and, Keith and, Duffy. And Westlife... And I'm Shane just... Lynch, I think you're thinking of the other one. Yeah. Because he was on uh, the games and did a couple of oh, other reality bits. Huh? And then the best part, he played a malevolent businessman in Dream Team. Oh man! Yeah, because everyone's been in Dream Team. <laughs> which, which one married Delta Goodrum? They they married well. Oh, that's the one who tried that's to do a Robbie. Life. That's the one he, who tried to do a Robbie. Because there's always now one that tries yeah, to do a yeah. Robbie, isn't that it? That was um, Brian McFadden from Westlife, mm-hmm. who also married Kerry Katona from yes. Tommy Kitten. Yes, it's all very incestuous. Isn't <laughs> and, it? Well, surprise, surprise! Well, actually, in, in fairness, in fairness though, that is their office. And gentlemen, surprise, you know, surprise! That's the member of Westlife who's in Boys Life. <laughs> you know how like like teachers... Brian is. Brian! Wow! It's Brian the guy that left it as quickly as he could. Yeah. He realised that's the best he could do. But you're saying it's incestuous. That's that is their office. Like teachers marry teachers, yeah. doctors marry doctors. Pop well, that, that, and again, maybe it's another meet, sign of know? how hip All Saints were, given where they married into. They well, got to go a bit higher uh, up on the edge. You ones. say that. I think it's Natalie Appleton, or is it Nicole? It may have been Nicole. Who cares? One of the Appletons. Did marry Liam Gallagher, but before she did that, she had a relationship and apparently an abortion from Mine Robbie needs Williams. To delete this bit. No, no, it's in their autobiography. Oh, it's in okay. print. You can't okay. deny it. She claims that she was forced by record companies to have Robbie Williams' abortion. Fucking okay, hell. And then the other Appleton married uh, Liam, Liam from. Howlett from, from the Prodigy. Prodigy. yeah. The one that does all the actual music, but no one. Yeah, <laughs> the genuinely talented one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Keith Flint. Like, for me, for my generation, that was our top of the pops moment. Like, for the, the people in the 80s, it was when Boy George came on and people couldn't figure out who he was, or when they saw Morrissey with flowers in his ass, you know, or whatever it was. <laughs> like um, Liam Neeson and a million ways yeah. to die in the West. <laughs> Uh, for me, it was seeing that video and like just Keith Flint being insane, and then the in very last, but yeah, in the tunnel with the black and white cinematography, and then the very last thing you see in that video is him sticking his tongue out, and you see a tongue piercing, and I'd never seen such a thing before. So, 
Honest. <sighs> we held off as long as we could. Can um, I just say right uh, off the bat, this is de- definitely worse than Spice World. Yes and no. But it's a, I'd say it's as bad as, but for completely different reasons. What's most upsetting, though, is in the opening credits, uh, where you find out who wrote it. But I will hold off on that until I know, you get there. I know, there. I made a note. So you're oh, hosting... I, I do not pay attention to that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, we're going to blow your mind. Here's one thing I did notice. Three members of the All Saints were in this film, not all four. Yeah. Chasney Lewis was not in this film. She did appear in one British film, which was very popular and successful, Bend It Like Beckham. Ah, so she can say shove that up your ass. <laughs> oh, honest, is it? Honest. Well, I'm going to go and do a Punjabi soccer film. And you know what? Fucking hated Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah. I, it was really popular and really sort of... I never saw it. I never. I missed out on it. But I did yeah. see the woman's most recent film, Blinded by the Lights, and I thought that, I really enjoyed that. Oh, that yeah, the Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, think what's really annoying for that. me is that came out roughly at the same time that uh, Yesterday did. Yeah, yeah. And I just got kind of an immediate, like, it sort of jolted me out of position. Yeah. The whole idea of, oh, let's have a film where the Beatles don't exist. And I was really up for that. <laughs> and then it turns out the guy wants to sing all the Beatles tunes <laughs> and Ed Sheeran's in it and everything's angry! <laughs> so, yeah, I just couldn't... And it Richard Curtis, he could fuck off. Yeah. So I couldn't bring myself to watch that and I think that's hard and yeah. how I feel about... You should be blinded um, by the lies. I am a Springsteen fan, um, but I don't want to feel like... I'm trying to remember the guy's name uh, from Goodness Gracious Me. Is it Kulavinda? I don't know his surname. I'm not sure. The guy who's not Sanjeev Bhaskar. Oh, yeah, him. (laughs) He is the main character's dad, and he's amazing in that film. You should get, like... I would really love it if he got, like, a surprise BAFTA nomination. I saw saw him briefly in a film that was on late on BBC. I think it was, like, Kings of Curries or something like that. Oh, okay. Should we just briefly explain how the film goes down? Yeah, yeah, we'll try and just... So, initially, we're introduced to a montage of what I've described as tip-binding bongo music, gluing beards on faces and fire. <laughs> Sound fair? Oh, so they're getting dressed up for their, for their, their casing a new joint. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're having the caper. And they're, like, dressing themselves up as men. Um... And then putting on papier-mâché masks yeah. to defeat the purpose yeah, of... But what also... That's how you become a rubber. That's, that's but it's standard. also... Standard. This is one of my notes. This is my very first note, because the way it was filmed and everything, it looked like they were just getting dressed... Right outside the place they were planning to rob. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, we've got cunning disguises, but first let us put them on. Well, you're not going to ah, wear that security guard might be looking at us. Yeah, you're not going to wear it on the bus, are you? You know. They do, don't they? They wear it on the, yeah, uh, on the tube, tube later on. Yeah, yeah. And one of them makes a very subtle, not even subtle, no. just a very sort of blase. A come on to a couple of men, and so, yeah, the sixty yeah. gentlemen's very cool. Mm, so um, they like it. Yeah. So. They go into a warehouse and they rub the joint and poor old fella spills tea all over yeah. his porn. That was my very next oh. note. Oh. I hate it when that happens. They spilled his thermos! <laughs> like, that was, that all was... over his lovely porn. And also, but it's all in slow motion, isn't it, most of this stuff? And my oh, note, and I, I made this a couple of times. Is it in slow motion? Do you remember that bit in Garth Marenghi? You know, we had to film quite yeah, a lot of it in slow motion yeah. to fit the running time. Yeah, yeah. So oh, it, like, definitely. There, there are. Like, more slow motion scenes than are necessary in this film. Yeah, Zack Snyder took great inspiration. This is one of his main influences. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, you, you laugh, you joke about, joke about that, but I actually, at one point when I did properly check out, I put the rest of the film in 1.5 settings. <laughs> Didn't notice any difference. <laughs> did not notice any difference. <laughs> and then during this this scene, there's a there's a quote that I picked out from a musician. I think it's Bootsy Collins because ah. he does appear in the film. Like, a, is that is that a Bootsy call? 
So that is a good name, though, isn't it? It is. If you're, if you're Chris and Bootsy Collins, you've got to be a musician I mean, or a drug dealer. If you're going to front Parliament, you can't have a name like George, can you? You've yeah. got to be Bootsy Collins. Well, yeah, that's yeah. a good old name. Or Gideon. Um, so yeah, I was. Uh, I, I actually I remember saying like, obviously the kid had a good shot, but when David Beckham and, and Victoria had a, a son and they called him Romeo. I was like, that kid had better be good looking. Because <laughs> he, <is laughs> he is condemned to a life of misery. Imagine he comes up like Quasimodo, like, hello, nothing, God, yeah. It doesn't matter, he's loaded. <laughs> I suppose he, that does he, make you more attractive. He can yeah. get a new face. All right, he can so, it. so, yeah, the quote, the quote here is, there is no young, there is no old, reach out and touch your soul. Reach out and touch Fuck your soul. this film immediately. <laughs> Fuck off. So uh, they get some keys and then it cuts to some legs and it turns out we're on the East End of London in 1968. That was when I made a note, is this an EastEnders prequel? A stealthy EastEnders prequel. Well, EastEnders. Well, they're doing an audition to be on EastEnders, essentially. Oh, yeah. them, if the music goes do... wrong, can I have a gig? Yeah. Did any of them do any of the soap operas or anything like that? Did any of them have like a five-episode assume... run as that bloke from Boyzone's girlfriend? I, I assume one of the Appletons has popped up in Hollywood. Everyone's done Corey. Everyone's done Corey. <laughs> yeah, I did it three times. <laughs> No one ever remembers me. <laughs> so we then get this weird sort of cut in between them going around uh, reading a newspaper about their crime, which they've just committed. And then we're seeing footage from a photo shoot in a magazine with women completely nude. Yeah. And it turns out we're at the, this sort of crazy hippie magazine. Did anyone yeah. do a news count? Because there's an incredible amount of nudity in this film. Oh, Jesus. There's so many bodies there's bits and there's pieces bar- all tops over tops and place. bottoms not just not oh just yeah. Tops, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah chests and breasts mm-hmm. the whole film there must, there must, there must have been a hundred nudes so yeah, uh, already at this point a lot of nudes so we definitely reached past the point where I, I got very sad when I saw who it was written by so deliver us well, see, the information see if I know who it is there we go it's written by you might actually I think you probably will I've got some of the, the, the they're, they're two thirds the of the right. writer I, I assume yeah. Dave Stewart is also a writer oh, what two thirds three people wrote this yeah get out yeah yeah, <laughs> one no. did the one did the vowels, <laughs> one did the consonants, and the other one was just saying, "Can you get Pugs, your top? Can you get your top off, please, Lord?" <laughs> what does tits? No. What does this the scene need? Tits. It was it was written by at least you sound like a winner. winner. Dick Clement and Ian LaFrancis. Nope. I will describe some of their uh, work. They wrote the Likely Lads. Yeah. Whatever happened to the Likely Lads? Yeah. Porridge and RV the same pet. Oh, okay. One of those I like. <laughs> so basically, they... A lot of what is considered classic British sitcoms. Yeah, they are heavily ingrained in the British comedy history, but then they came out with this. I know, Life so... Lies were shit. <laughs> no, I loved whatever happened to them. It was I very of its wasn't time. Great. Porridge, is, porridge is decent. No. Porridge is great. But did anyone ever see the Likely Lads... Reboot that did with Anton Deck. Deck, yes, not. and it was like it was made in like the very late <laughs> noughties, but they had to act as if you had to wait until match of the day to find yeah. out to watch the highlights of a football game. Yeah, but Ant's blind. I saw him in Grange. <laughs> How's he doing that? I saw Ant's, him in Grange Hill. Why do they keep letting him drive? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's got nothing to do with uh, drink abuse. He's just blind. He's blind, Deck. I saw it in Grange Hill. He's definitely blind, man. Or was it Biker Grove? Which one was it? Uh, Biker. Biker Grove. Although he he did play blind in an SMTV sketch that he used to do. That's true, yes. That is true. Yeah, Jolly Good Chums. Although I I wish they'd have done that sort of reunion episode until Ant 
basically lost his brain. I bet, I bet you the Appletons, whatever performance they did on Chums, and I'm sure they must have done at least one Chums, I bet you they were better than they are in <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for bringing them back around. Yeah. I, I, I'll put another note here, not even 15 minutes in, and I can tell I'm going to hate all the characters. It's at this point uh, we meet... Uh, is it Danny? The American? I, I, I wrote him down as... Oh, no, not, not the American. I wrote down that the British... Uh, the the um, magazine owner, proprietor. Oh, the editor. I described him as double-barreled knob. I mean, <laughs> you didn't even Which know the double-barreled. He is meant to be. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so we meet a, a, a schemey editor of a 60s magazine. With his line of dialogue, I wrote for him, Greetings, I'm a sleazy man from the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy my cocaine, don't you? <laughs> he has an American journalist on staff. You can tell because he's not disgusting. Right. But some of the story's going to revolve around him. It turns out the girls are in the area mm-hmm. casing the joint. Right next door to the magazine, there's a jewellery. Some nondescript <laughs> jewels are within the shop. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're casing the joints to sort of rob them, and they're going to use access through the magazine. The mm. Mockney comes in hard on this film, don't you think? Oh, God, yeah. It's well, almost like, you want, like you're want having a conversation with Kate Nash well, in 2007. I, because <laughs> I can't remember also, I didn't know if they were from London. So one of them is. Me, one of them, Guess uh, which one? <laughs> well, the one that's not sister. If yeah. one of the sisters was, and the other one wasn't. They could have been raised separately. You don't know. It could have been a, like a parent trap situation. Well, they're actually, are they actually from London, London, though? They're from London, Ontario. <laughs> uh, I think they did uh, go to the Sylvia Plath. Is it Sylvia Plath's? Isn't Sylvia Plath a novelist? Not Sylvia Plath. The Sylvia Young is school, is it? Uh, I, the, I, the know one that all those I know what you're talking about. I know you're talking about. I can't remember what it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sylvia Men's <laughs> uh, School of Knobs. So <laughs> they, they moved to the UK and that's when they started to to take part in that. Mm. So initially, they were born and bred in Canada until they were about 10. Well, they're one of those Canadians that's like only first generation, like both their parents are British or something. Yeah, like I think probably. so. So it's like Canadian by default. Yeah, because yeah. the accents aren't the worst accents in the world, but they're not... Yes, they are. Either. They are. But some of them come on like almost... Fucking so, Dick Van Dyke. I'm, I'm not letting you get. I'm not letting you uh, get past Canadians by default. <laughs> they were born there. They're Canadian. That's how it works. Yeah, they're not where, very. Where have you fell out of? <laughs> where that's where you're from. You know. <laughs> I like the idea that might be otherwise that you can become connect like, like like you live in Michigan but you're really polite. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, you do a lot of You wear shorts in January. Like, oh, yeah. It's not by default, is it? Mm. You know, they're Canadian. Right, uh, I put my first note here. Ooh! Yeah. Okay. Uh, Professional. Ten minutes in, something about a magazine, now they're out to do a robbery. Thank you for your content. There we go, that's what I've got. Um, I don't pay much attention to these, I just let it pass me by. Okay, so in the story furthers on, uh, we find the girls going to a pub and they meet the, uh, the, the uber baddie of the story, so we think, called mm-hmm. Dougie, mm-hmm. who's a bit of a nasty bastard, played by one of the Redgraves. A red grave? They got a red grave. Corin Redgrave, yes. Oh, okay, so not one of the, one of the growers. Or, uh, it's, it, it's a red the, grave he's, by default. He's, okay. the, he's, the, he's the Keith Duffy of the red grave. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are the fucking Keith Duffy of the gold band, so, you know. What? No, I disagree with that. <laughs> Show you working out on that one, please. <laughs> there you go. Is this around the time we meet the, their dad? Yes. Yes. So, played, by, um, played by my notes, professional disapproving dad. Oh, because he is a disapproving dad in many different films. Cosmo Jarvis is like your, your sort of go-to disapproving father who's seen some shit. Yeah. Um, 
He, he played Ewan McGregor's dad yeah, in Trainspotting both, both the Trainspotting games. Uh, you know what? Well. Honestly, I'll say this quite happily. Trainspotting 2, I really enjoyed. I, I like it. The prompt... The, you know why people hate Trainspotting 2? Because it's a whole film about why do you want Trainspotting 2? Uh, it's a whole film having a go at nostalgia and wanting lovely. everything back. Oh, I did like that. We, I saw it with you, didn't I? Yes. Yeah, it was good. I, like that. I really enjoyed it. There you go. That, it actually, Late review. There for me, it actually but, uh, yeah, it was a sequel it. about sequels, of yeah. course. It was all about having to dredge up the past. Yeah, exactly. Why it's better to be left untouched. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, that, great meta-commentary. Yeah. really enjoyed that. But but loads of people just wanted them to take loads of heroin and dance to the dance. Yeah, well, this is it's like it's like this is like one night away from the kids. Hey, <laughs> this isn't the nineties, Lorcan. You've got to live in the now. <laughs> so now that, Edinburgh is full of trams and lovely things. So fuck you. That was good actually, seeing because they didn't film most of it in Edinburgh. They filmed mm. most of it in Glasgow, but they actually got to do it in the second one. So I was like, oh, I know there, I know. Yeah. There. <laughs> I've seen a shitty comedy show there. <laughs> I did a shitty comedy show there. Oh, I cried behind that. <laughs> <laughs> Week two, yeah. <laughs> this is where I got my angriest actually around Ooh, this time so. because the, the I think we go back to the record. It might have been at the magazine offices. There's an Abbey Road poster. Now this film is set in 1968. Abbey Road did not come out until 1969. Hang on, are you telling me? Are you literally coming at me and saying? I will have to say though, you would have thought Dave Stewart of the Eurythmics would be able to remember. Yes, but I'm also going to argue that Dave Stewart at this point was off his tits on coke. Maybe. That's your answer to everything. I think your answer to everything is. <laughs> it is. Right. It is. It is. It is. It is. Look, it's the, it's the solution as well. Oh, <laughs> I see. I because see. I have the solution, solution too. <laughs> so, the girls dress up like shitty Beatles. Um, uh, don't you mean the Beatles well, in your yeah, yeah. opinion? <laughs> I was more sort of referencing uh, the band that are referenced in Wayne's World. Yes. The Shitty Beatles. Beatles. Are they any good? No, they suck. And <laughs> it's not just a funny name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, dressed as the Shitty Beatles, they all say it's broken to a gem store next to the magazine offices, whilst the American journalist is also in the magazine... But he's got his headphones on. He's not listening, is he? He's not. He's not paying attention. Headphones like in 1968. Yeah. At work, like you can't. Like I go with my phone. Right, he's, he's, he's not got a fucking iPod. He's, he's listening <laughs> to the record player that's in work. They had headphones in those times. Mm. Mm. Here's the thing: you're worried about a record player in an office in a magazine in the 60s. But you're not concerned by the amount of drugs that they were smoking and the amount of naked women that were walking around the place. You've got to really pin them <laughs> what makes you angry. Well, you know, we've got you for that. Yay! <laughs> that tree's a different colour. Don't like it! <laughs> Why is everything changing? <laughs> it's, it's the, the season. <laughs> <laughs> Every <laughs> year! <laughs> Why? Be green! <laughs> Why do I have to wear a coat and a jumper? <laughs> I don't want to wear mittens! <laughs> Oh, I would like to see you in a pair of mittens. That would be funny. Oh, you're gonna have to fucking buy them, mate. Because there are not mittens. There's not enough material in the world. Exactly. It's like fucking Andre oh, the Giant. Don't you love those? Uh, don't you love those fingerless gloves with the mitten attachment that you can no. buy? They've got them. They're great. No. They're great. They are great. Yeah. So the Aptons uh, crack into the safe. They manage to get it open, and just as they're escaping, one of them gets caught out by yeah. the journalist. Yeah. Yep. That that covers in my note. Something about a magazine. Now they're doing a robbery. One of them's been kidnapped. Whoops. <laughs> that covers it. Was that, that whoops? You like? 
I agreed to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, it's just referencing Hacker T Dog, isn't it? Whoops. Oh, it wasn't, but yeah, okay. It, yeah. Really, it, subconsciously it is. Uh, no, it just, whoops. It's whoops. Word, it? The journalist Daniel takes the after prisoner, calls up his editor, who's in the middle of some very kinky shit. Mm-hmm. Um, not really. He's having sex. Well, he's not having sex because he's still got trousers on. Not trousers, but he's still got pants on. Yeah, he's getting lightly whipped whilst wearing women's underwear. She's just sitting on him. Just, it's he's getting lightly whipped yeah. while wearing women's underwear. You know, they, they didn't yeah. have the internet yet. They didn't know what the really crazy shit was. I mean, I'm not kink-shaming or anything, but it, it's a kink. He advises the American fella not to... I'm just going to call him the American fella. Mm. Not to call the police, and instead uh, he takes the Appleton, hijacks, uh, kidnaps her. Oh! And bundles her into a very spacey looking van. Is this the way someone uses a telephone cord as a as handcuffs? Yes. Yeah, and yeah. that was another one of my. I know I'm nitpicking, but are telephone handcuffs really that hard to break? Well, it would have been more the sort of. It, I know they're a nightmare <laughs> to unknot back in the day. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but these are '60s telephone cords. Yeah. Yeah, they were made. They were real men's. They were real cords then. You did an honest day's work, and you could rely on proper. British telephone cords. <laughs> the music was good and the telephone cords were effective. If I'm honest, none of them can act. <laughs> That's my other note. Note number two of six. Instead of going home, they, they find that the Appleton's house is been covered with police. Ooh. Which means the other sisters are in court, so they've got to go over to the journalist's house to escape the oh, police. The journalist, I think, has a lava lamp. My note was, how uh, very 60s and late 90s. <laughs> Has anyone else ever had a lava lamp? No. Uh, they, were, they were ridiculously expensive when they were hit to have when I was a kid. I, I remember being given one for Christmas and I, I I enjoyed the lava for a short while. Mm-hmm. Now I discovered I could take the, the lava part off so it's just a really hot bulb. <laughs> and that's what I used to melt the faces of uh, X-Men. Uh, not X-Men, um... Is this what you do for entertainment in the countryside? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I forgetting the name of the toy? The little commando thing. No, like no, no, no. Action, action Men! The greatest hero I of all. used to melt the faces of Action Men and the smell of burning plastic still sticks in my nose to this day. If you're um, wondering, the police are tailing us. <laughs> <laughs> no, just me. First signs of psychopath! <laughs> hey, did you also kill cats? That was another sign. And eating um, onions like an apple. <laughs> There's a three signs that someone's gone wrong. I know I'm tempted to try that. Oh, is this also the scene where he's like removes her hair to uh, reveal who she is, mm. and like they keep removing the hair. It was like it's a weird. Oh, it was like, yeah, it's is a she big bald? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, speaking of the lava lamp, though, Appleton, in a shrewd move, decides to hide the jewels that yes. she has within the lava lamp. Oh, that's, oh, that's clever. So yeah, that was within the lava lamp. In within, case. <laughs> within the lava lamp. <laughs> she basically crashes out on the sofa, and then he picks her up like a gallant gentleman, and flops her on the bed, and uh, goes on the sofa himself. Yeah. Because the, the man, gentleman. the man looks very not sixties. He looks very late nineties American hunk. <laughs> late nineties, but a bit of extra hair. That's yeah. pretty much it. It's like, yep, add more hair. Yeah. Wish I could. <laughs> Those days are gone, unfortunately. Oh, poor Michael. It's alright, I've got money. <laughs> solve one problem with the other solution. Now, uh, a subplot throughout this uh, throughout this film is that the, the neighbour of the sisters, 
Uh, it was the cleaner off Man Down because I watched. She's Netflix. one of those ones that's in everything. Yeah, I've really, seen her in like a Doctor she Who. She pops or... up in like Doctor well, Who. She's popped up in all sorts. Well, I'd stopped. I was using Man Down as a way to get through this. So I was, watch, <laughs> I was watching half an hour of this, then an episode of Man Down, and she was in that. I was like, <laughs> or, or was the effects of Honest really starting to get to you? And then Natalie Appleton turned up, and there was there's a weird stuff going on with telephone cords. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, she uh, had, is in an abusive relationship with a biker, mm-hmm. uh, and the sisters are trying to look after her, and she's she's very lovely and bubbly and meh. And they go home after Lee Appleton comes back to find that she's been tied to a motorbike in a hallway. There's some mm-hmm. top telephone cord wiring. Oh, <laughs> the cord budget on this <laughs> was exponential. <laughs> um, so they find out that the, her evil, not even husband, but mm. fellow that she's with, mm. has tied her there. Surprisingly played by um, the gay hairdresser from Benidorm. Wow, I'm down with Yeah, what a range. This is, this is, this is a who's who. <laughs> it's a have who's we, who of, oh, I know. This is, this is the dazed have, and confused. Have we, had, <laughs> have we had anyone from Holby or Brookie yet? They must, some of these have must I, have been in I Holby. I think I recognise one of uh, Dougie the gangster's henchman from Casualty. Mm. Not Holby though, is it? I mean, <laughs> it's, good. It, it's the original Holby, mate. Doesn't count. It's what Holby came from. It's better than it's Holby. It's what Holby could have been. <laughs> no, don't count. Don't count. Holby, Brookie. You don't count. Holby, Brookie, or, or Dream Team. They're the three we look out for. <laughs> oh, and Emmerdale. Um, I don't care for Emmerdale. I'm guessing that lady we were just saying must have been in, like. Oh, Holby yeah. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, she, she pops up in yeah. fucking everything. Mm. Um. Not to say she's a bad actress, she just pops up in the Well, okay. it's a sign that she's a good actress. She's, uh, yeah. So, uh, the psycho Appleton yeah. um, swears revenge. Yeah, she's got proper, like, cat slate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she she's like, yeah. she's the fucking wild card rebel one. So what does she do? She sucks off an Irishman to get a gun, that's what she does. Yes. Who can hear can say we haven't done that? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Now, now, I'm, I'm, scene now I'm, I'm half Irish, so, you know. I'm not. And... I'm not I don't need a gun. I'm not doing that. So, um, yeah, she goes to a motocross event, which I didn't think was a thing mm. in the 60s. It was in the film, mate, so it must be. Yeah, and, and she, she sucks off an Irishman uh, when it turns out she well, hasn't got enough money for a gun. Well, 50 quid for a gun seems reasonable. 50 quid for a blowjob seems pretty crazy. But she had 20 quid and a blowy. So the blow is 30 quid, basically. In in 60s money? In 60s money? That's a lot in 60s money for a blow. That's impressive. No, I accidentally went on a date with a prostitute who gave me a lift. Uh, Gave me a lift. A list of sexual acts. Yeah, and it was sev- it was sev- it was seventy five. So wait, is it like you found out? It's like, well, what do you do for a living? Well, well no, <laughs> no, basically, the, it's a long story, but essentially, I met her on. You're on cocaine. <laughs> no, they were in my early twenties. Um, yeah, no, uh, long story, but I went on a date with a girl I met on Funny Fish or whatever. First drink, chatting away, grand. Uh, second drink, and she goes into a handbag and she brings out a little laminated sheet. I was like, okay, what's that? And she slides it over, and there's um, it's. It's basically a sexy menu. It's a, a right list. Yeah, it was laminated, which I respected. <laughs> well, you've got to have it white down. I mean, she's not an animal. And uh, anyway, so yes, and they had a list of sex acts and, and then prices next to it. 
So, but a blowjob was 75. <laughs> What's your special so of it... the day? Is it, is it like Weatherspoons? There's curry night. There's... Well, the, thing, the weird thing is, like, it, the lower end acts seem quite expensive, but the higher end, less so. So, yeah. like, 75 for a blowjob, which seems quite high. Yeah. But it's only 120 for anal. Her economy's a scale of fuck. Yeah, I have to take you to a business economics classroom. <laughs> she's got a thing of her overheads, that's all I'm saying. Hey, this is, this she's is overheads as well. But it's, um, no. but basically, so if it's 75 quid now for a blowjob, and it was 30 God. quid back then. Back, yeah, do you remember, do you remember when we were trying to work out the rate of inflation for house prices on Union Classics? <laughs> this is a very different... No, <laughs> thank you. No, thank Actually, you. that's true, that's about... Because it was like a, a deposit on on the buses was 50 quid. Yeah, I've got that so with me now. So it's like a bloody blowjob the same as a deposit on a house. You can get a house and a half for two blowies. <laughs> but as we... To be honest, this generation. That's the extension, actually. The next so This is the yeah. next step from the government. <laughs> How much do you really want a house? <laughs> so uh, Mantel Appleton gets a gun and um, tries to attack the neighbour, uh, the, the bad, n- nasty... Bike man, the domestic abuser. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then nails him to the floor. <laughs> oh, also we missed some proper source shit. With, with the blowjob gun exchange, we did miss the line of the um, of the film. Twenty quid, and I'll go down on you. <laughs> line, line of the film. I'll go down. <laughs> go down on you. Yeah, mock me through and through. Which sounded um, more aggressive than it was. Yeah. Be. So she yeah. attacks the neighbour, nails him to the floor. Quite right too. And then. Force feeds him his own engine oil from his bike. Jesus, he was beating his missus. Some three kids. He wasn't, I know, he wasn't but a nice Force boy. feeding a man engine oil, that's a bit much. That's some three kids. He was a prick. Call the police. No, she wants revenge. <laughs> revenge. <laughs> it, was good, it was good on his 60s revenge. Okay. I mean, you could pour oil down a man's throat I'm in the 60s. I'm pretty sure that's some prey level bullshit. It was the 60s. It was fine. It really there was a, wasn't. There was only three police and they were too busy talking to ice cream men. <laughs> That's how it worked. <laughs> oh, God, I wish that was really a thing. So, yeah, normal Appleton the very next day goes back to the American's flat. Um, she finds him in the altogether. Yeah, he showers with a necklace on, I noticed. That was an odd. Excellent. I've never worn a necklace, so I don't know if you would shout with one. Yeah, I've got too much of a neck to want Legs. a necklace. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't get away with necklace. Um, but you wear it, you wear... a car, a car tie. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get a necklace, but you wear that rough so well. <laughs> so first I walk around with like a massive horseshoe, like Mongo out of fucking blazing saddles. Yes, you get the Lord Mayor's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should be a Lord Mayor. You should be a Lord Mayor. At the very Mayor. least a town crier. Yeah, I was about to say, that isn't like... You start there, work yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, everyone knows if you've got to be a mayor, you've got to go entry level town crier. You got to do your apprenticeship. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to at least get away with wearing. A hey, 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 hey! Do not watch honest. <laughs> I wanted to. I, I genuinely one of my things, I've, ambitions that I always wanted to do when I was like filming and doing bits of comedy when I started out was to hire a town crier, make him go around towns and give away movie spoilers. Oh. Like, hey, 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 he's actually Kaiser Soze. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, actually, that'd be good. <laughs> Just like, like well-known industry gossip, but don't name names. <laughs> Get a town crier to do that. Hey, 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 hey. The following are a list of sex offenders. <laughs> That one your mum likes. <laughs> <laughs> the one, you know, with the hair. 
Two from Downton. One up, one down. Oh. <laughs> what noise was that? Um, so, yeah. No <laughs> that, that, was, that was the town crier's side off. Oh. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> I'll bring you back, love. <laughs> so, Noel Atten's trying to leave with the jewels, but every time she goes towards the door, some other cunt just kind of blocks her from escaping. Mm. One minute it's a Romanian witch, the next it's the CD editor, the next it's a whole town's full of people yeah. piling into this flat. You know that CD editor's watched with now and I like ten times? It's like, I'm going to nail this. Yeah, probably. And he didn't. No. Um, Although I think he has gone to do, like, again, it's like everyone in this has almost gone, except for the authors. He's gone on to do like, he's, he's been in, like, Supergirl and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's the thing, like, those, you always see those young, those young handsome American men and, and good looking women in things like Battle Friends, and they're in one or two episodes, and you're like, you know, they did at least five pilots in five years, yeah, and it never yeah. quite worked out. And now they're like a recurring role in Once Upon a like, Time. It, it, or broke, something like that. It, it broke my ass trying to work out where the American journalist, where I'd seen him before, Peter Fascinate, yeah. and it came to me while doing the research. Nurse Jackie. Mm. He's a doctor in that, and it took me ages to realise it. Normal Appleton, we'll call her. Um, <laughs> is the one that can Normal talk. Appleton and uh, Crazy Appleton. Yeah. So Normal Slater Appleton. Slater Appleton, I think we should call the other Sl- one. <laughs> Appleton Slater. Yeah. It sounds better as a double barrel name, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, so Normal Appleton is at the flat trying to get the jewels. She mm. pours the lava lamp down the bath. As if no one noticed. Um, that was cost a lot. Yeah, <laughs> to collect the jewels. Uh, and then she's offered a cupcake, which has been laced with some dodgy shit by the editor. It yeah. was down. They drugged the cake, her one weakness. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that like marijuana edibles are like way more effective at getting you high. It, than dep- just it depends on how yeah. you can't Because you can't tell it's about the cooking process. Right? When, it, when it goes into the butter, you can't tell. And it, how looks it, yeah, less, it looks a lot less cool. I mean, I, <laughs> I had brownies once done by a co-worker who just put like the oil straight into the brownie and it did nothing mm. and I had to tell her you, you need to cook it into the yeah, butter well, and then you well, use well you the got to melt it down because all the cannabinoids have fallen out of it and then you put it into the butter but you can't tell you could just have one great big blob so in a batch of brownies just one is like the killer brownie yeah. you know? and the rest <laughs> are just nice you know? <laughs> just nice and chewy so it really depends on we're all going to come out with a with a warrant list at the end of this episode <laughs> <laughs> I mean I could tell you my adventures on it actually but... <laughs> I take cannabis oil to sleep it's I've, like, it's got to be legal soon, I think, I think I want to try it, but I don't know. <laughs> what, the oil? Well, yeah. Do you, do you, I've got stacks it, of the stuff inside. you just vape it, or what? No, 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 it's just you just put some drops in your tongue. It's, oh, yeah. okay. Mm. But because, because, especially with the tongue, the, the, that's like when it came to LSD, when I was mm. doing that, he was, you've got to do it under the tongue, because that goes into the system quicker. Yeah. So it, it's, yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never, I've never, I'm not, I'm not, I've not been deliberately straight edge. I've just never no. found a period that I was like had dis, a lot of disposable income to no, do I, it. Yeah, or, uh, for me, or it's like a case an overriding of, desire to do I, it. I never tried anything like that until I was about 22. Yeah, and even then, it's very, very, very spacious See, between my, the, the periods. Like, it was more a case of yeah. I'd never found myself in those circles rather than yeah, I didn't, yeah. wasn't able to afford yeah. it. Yeah, I see. My drug years were short, but. Expensive. <laughs> you packed a lot in there. I University stopped, is a hell of a place. I stopped. I stopped at like twenty-five, basically. And yeah. like, but I had like three or four years. Was it, was, it like, was it like how Noel Gallagher, I think, once just stood up and said, "This is my last line of coke," and it genuinely oh, okay. was. Were you were you just like, "This is it," or was it just? Is it no, just like you just, just didn't do it for a while, and then that while became longer and longer, and then no. you just were like, "I'm not going to go." No, back. I just grew up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's just suddenly. Like, but was it like I'm gonna I'm gonna go? Sh- straight from here like just no just it wasn't the... even that it was just um 
like I will go to the pub now, I'm not going to drink two pints of snake bite. Yeah. You just grow. <laughs> you just grow out. You just grow out of it. You and just also because I because I tried a lot. It's like well, I know what I enjoy. I know what I don't. It's like. Eh. I can go without, you know. Yeah, like, there was I, nothing. You know, there was nothing there that was so good. Like, I couldn't not have it. I smoked weed three times, I think, in my life, and okay. I did like it the first time. I did what I thought like it was a rule, so I went home and I put on a Pink Floyd album. I was like, this is what oh, I'm you God. Tour, you absolute tourist. God, but that was. Um, and then, do you wear, when you go to London, you wear t-shirts saying, "I love London." <laughs> <laughs> But I do love London. <laughs> I want people to see. I want all the townsfolk to know. If I wear this big hat with a Union Jack on it. Yeah, I so... refer back, I go and do my honest tours of the site. <laughs> so, so none of this is going in the edit, right? Sweet. Um, yeah. Is this where they go to the music festival? Yeah, yeah. But before... before it went all corporate. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. confused me because I saw they they he put drugs on the cake, and then she ate the cake. I um, replied to a text, and then they were in a field, and I got really, <laughs> I got really confused. Yeah. So basically, what happens is uh, whilst they're tripping their tits off, they end up at a music festival. That's on, later. The on the estate. There's been quite a few tits already this this day. Yeah, it was. It was I think it was almost beckoned, but it wasn't quite there. <laughs> the boob count's got to be in 20. It's, so, it's yeah. very minimal at the moment, but it's going to jump up. Yeah. All the girls the in the Exponentially. All the girls in the magazine, there were loads of yeah. boob before. Yeah, there was like four. Yeah. And now it's going to go to like well, they come triple in... numbers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, they come in twos. Oh, yeah, that was my note. Because it's set in the 60s, there has to be a surreal interlude involving naked women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they go, to... they go to a music festival which has been done on the estate of the parents mm. of the editor. Of with now wannabe. Yes, mm. of Double Barrel Nub, mm. uh, as we established his name to be. Um, with Nail and I. <laughs> w- with Nail, nine. <laughs> yeah, um, like Bill, nine. nine. <laughs> the American and Appleton find themselves going through this little, little portal thing. They find a really bad Jimi Hendrix impersonator who's yes. actually oh, Bootsy yeah. Collins. Oh, oh my God. Um, and uh, the American freaks out whilst tripping his nuts off. Uh, they they go into a room that's full of flesh. Um, <laughs> and also at this point they've in, they've uh, encountered Vampire Nick Cave, who is um. No, that's just Nick. That's oh, just no, 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 no. Okay, that's just Nick Cave. Is what it looks like. <laughs> that's not Nick Cave. That is uh, the actor who played Paddy Maguire in Shameless. Whilst they're doing this though. The other two sisters potter off to do a heist on their own, which, as we can always tell in film cinema, is a shitty idea. Ill-advised. You're either all in or don't bother. They so... don't call it Ocean 6 or 7, depending on who turns up. No, but they did call it Ocean's 8. Yeah. Um, so, about as good as yeah, Ocean's 13. They, yeah, they go off for a bit of a heist, which goes tits up because Mental Appleton shoots a sister... <laughs> and her thumb off in the process. She didn't mean to. How can I hitchhike now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Use the other thumb. You so got, you got two. You got it, a backup. It's gone horribly wrong. The club they've decided to uh, steal from. It was Nasty Duggies. Oh no! Oh shit! Nasty Duggies. Nasty we couldn't Duggies. have gone to nice Duggies <laughs> down the street. Here, and he sells candy floss. <laughs> How are you supposed to case that joint? Because <laughs> this cuts between the two scenes. So Norman Appleton mm. still up her nut. Throws the jewels into the fucking fountain. Yeah. In uh, Trafalgar Square, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whilst the American strips off while staring at a lion statue. Also, another sign that that guy's not from the 60s. Those aren't 60s abs. 
People in the 60s didn't have those kind of abs. Hey, Americans did. <laughs> yeah, that's suppose. From California, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, what yeah. all that bloody surfing they're doing? Ugh. I've also a note, put in a note, which I don't quite understand, but sort of explains a lot about this film. Slow motion splash scene. <laughs> yeah. so... And we don't mean, uh, we don't mean Daryl Hannah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I just um, want to go back to during the sequence, they went through a walk through vagina. They did. Yeah. They actually did. To what go is this, the... Frozen 2? <laughs> there there is a lot. There is a lot. of vagina. There is a lot. They're really leaning into the, um, you know, the, 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 the Elsa thing. Test. <laughs> there's, more, there's more sapphic imagery in that film than there is in your hard drive time. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been working on it? <laughs> Tom is not the first one I've used online. And the, the, first, the first person I did that I said, How dare you use that slander? I said, A, it's written, so it's libel. And B, it's only libel if it's not true. And he replied, Damn you! <laughs> Damn you and your laws. Um, so yeah, we, we then come back to Normal Appleton and the, uh, the American. They are out of focus for what feels like 10 hours. <laughs> Whilst they're having a conversation post-coitus. Oh, that was my writing on this. First of all, the American has a tiny ass. It is a ridiculously small ass. Bloody Americans coming everywhere with their small bums. (laughs) Second of all, I don't think... Get out of a big hole like a normal person. Yeah, and my other note is... I don't think anyone understands slow-mo Trafalgar sequence. I don't think anyone understands what's going on. Absolutely Again, it's just like, how long's this film? 63 minutes? Ah, shit. Oh, we might as well just put it on ITV. (laughs) Fucking hell. Drag it out. Oh, they're on drugs. Make it slow motion. It's fine. It's fine. So yeah, um, the American runs into his parents. uh... Who look like they're about his age, just wearing grown-up clothes. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's like a theatre, you know, like a university theatre piece. So they're all 18 to 21. And here comes what I can only describe as a bonkers part of the film, but also quite possibly my favourite scene and also my least favourite. Whilst the American's at dinner with his parents, he's coming down. He's he's having a come down and he imagines the lobster that comes to the table is uh, Hitler. Oh, uh, yes. That's where I checked out. Yeah, it becomes a Nazi lobster <laughs> from here writing Hitler's propaganda. From here on in, I watched it at 1.5 speed. Like, uh, I'm getting through this as quickly. I'll still watch it, but on a technicality. <laughs> Did you put Benny Hill music I was about to say, Hitler lobster does sound like something from a Benny Yeah, so now Normal Apton goes home again because she's a fucking dirty stuff out. And she, um... She bangs aloud. Yeah, but she's doing it so often. Um, in a film. <laughs> yeah, but she keeps having to come home. Like, she gets kidnapped. And yeah, and what, 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 she what, lost the shower or changed clothes. Give me, give me the keys to the this house. Needy. <laughs> so if you bang someone, do you have to stay there forever? Yes, yeah, you know, You yes. know a lobster's made for life. <laughs> <laughs> no, not I'm holding on to you forever. <laughs> I just want my Nazi Ava Braun lobster. It's all I need in life. I've got blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm pretty sure I can have that as an attainable goal. Normal Upton goes home, uh, finds out that uh, a bastard uh, doggy is the the naughty man that they robbed Uh, from. So she now has to pay him the money back Mm. as well as giving up the jewels that she's already heisted. And thrown away. 
Yeah, because she's just fucked him off in a fountain. She it. was on drugs. She's under a drug brella. You can't accuse her of anything. <laughs> a drug brella. A drug brella. It's a Russell Brand thing. Under my drug brella. 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 A. 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 Oh, I was going to, but I didn't want to. You can always uh, rely on me for that. <laughs> then comes a very odd part of the film where it cuts back to uh, Psycho Appleton, uh, yeah. Appleton Slater, yeah. uh, going back to the motocross uh, circuit, mm-hmm. just banging a random dude. Yeah, that was my next note. Topless Appleton. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we um we, we we see we see tits. Um, didn't want to say it like that. Yeah, I did not so, expect. So just the way you said Topless Appleton. <laughs> Like a um, It's a very odd exclamation. Thomas Appleton. But it, it, what really threw me off was like during the bang, she's also having PTSD flashbacks of the heights that went wrong. Yeah, Actually, that's, of like that's... shooting her sister and blowing her thumb off. How else did you get off? <laughs> Jesus, Tom, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> She basically has a go at a sister for... Well, that's the thing. The other one shows... I love how she just... My thinking is that she was going, now, I need to find my sister. Now, if I was my sister, (laughs) where would I... I've got to think like her. Banging at the motorcycle. To the motorcycle. To the (laughs) And she gets there. Hmm. My sister senses tingling. She's on the shack. <laughs> so yeah, oh, incomplete open as well. It's just oh, like in a little alcove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just basically where she also did the blowing. Like if someone's going to like you know get a wheel, I don't know what you do with the motocross thing. Oh, I need a wheel. Walking back. Get a right. wheel. They're shagging. All right. Okay. No, right. Can, can you fuck us? Can you hurry up? I need to get a spanner. Is this an actual <laughs> line of dialogue? I'm getting my spanner. Is an actual line of dialogue in this? This is serious grown-up shit. Oh yeah, here's. The I thing. made a note yeah, of that. She then she goes back to the fountain to try and retrace her steps, and actually screams at the American. I've got the full thing. I've got the police on me back. Villains after me ass. A sister in hospital with gunshot wound. This is serious grown-up shit. Yeah, yeah. And Which makes and a I've question. Got do, I've got to do my taxes, I've got to sort the mortgage out. You know? <laughs> I've got to neuter the cat. It's fucking grown up shit. It's man. some serious grown up shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so the American retreats to the office to avoid his parents, uh, as we all have done in the past, mm. only to discover his editor snorting this newfangled thing called cocaine. Oh no, the um, 60s are over! <laughs> cocaine with, uh, with vampire... Nick Cave. <laughs> oh, my it's other just was... Nick Cave. No, he looks <laughs> like that. He's, my other he's he's Dave Grohl if he took the Queen of the Stone Age diet. Nicotine Valium, uh, like cocaine. Right, so that's a plot that no one asked for. No. It's the this whole film's element. a plot that no one asked for. The cocaine yeah, element is just another plot that gets thrown at us that's unnecessary. Here comes another one because it turns out. That the dad, uh, James Cosmo or Cosmo yeah. Jarvis, whatever his name is, uh, his wife was killed by Dougie the gangster. Yeah. Because mm. it turns out that he was indebted to Dougie. He was and, a boxer, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, and Dougie uh, decided to firebomb the wrong house. We've all been there. Yeah, got his house instead, killed his wife, oh. which he kept quiet for some fucking dumb reason. Well, a lava, right? And uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's I've kept on his good side for ever since. Uh, hey, just, well, this is unnecessary. I, I, he does stand up at this point, doesn't he? And I did want to make a note because we'd only seen him in that chair. I was like, I was going to say, I've been sat in this fucking chair for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the calluses. <laughs> Rather than drag this out, 
the dad goes to the police and Papa Appleton decides he's not even an Appleton. Appleton. Poppleton. Poppleton. Yeah. Um, Make it Appleton. <laughs> <laughs> not this Appleton. <laughs> but he's not his Appleton. Um, he he dobs in. Uh, yeah, I love that. I was like, I'm going to do something. What are you going to do? Something I should have done a long time ago. Mr. Policeman! I know a man who did a murder! And then he said that. <laughs> No, not the jewels. They didn't touch the jewels. <laughs> we then realise that one of the Appletons is it's not even an Appleton. One of the sisters is still in hospital. <laughs> non Appleton. Mappleton. Yeah. <laughs> not non Appleton. <laughs> no. Okay, so uh, yeah, the the crazy Appleton, or as I've now listed her, thumbless Appleton, uh, decides to visit her sister. That's a really shit bedside manner, and then just storms off. How are you feeling? Give us a thumbs up. <laughs> Look, how many thumbs up? One, two. <laughs> ah! This is serious grown-up shit. There's is no time for fun and games. Yeah, you know? we have to file our tax returns. Um, I'm still trying. Yeah, the American guy is looking for the Appleton. Oh, after we see him taking a university lecture in a dining hall. You know, obviously oh, they could, yeah, they could rent yeah, out yeah. The, the lecture hall. That's your issue. Okay. I have loads of weird. I'm, I'm you. This is, I'm so, Tom. So, 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 Appleton's like really annoyed at stupid. Oh, but he has a Confederate flag. Yeah. What the I fuck know is that all about? Yeah. Like mm, I know it's of the time, but still, um, yeah, Confederate flag in his dormitory. Uh, so yeah, he he goes in search of uh, normal Appleton. He decides to hunt her down. Uh, no, he goes goes looking for normal Appleton. Can, can we, re- to... we reword that? <laughs> Hunt her down. Go, goes looking for her. Well, go. he's got a Confederate go. flag. He's got a license. He's got no. a shotgun. <laughs> oh no! If, if it's all about flag. protecting our history. He goes to the pub to try and find her. Start talking oh, to the yeah. drunks because that's what you do in a pub. Yeah, and gets set upon by the smallest gangster I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> apart from black oh, books. Yeah. yeah, that is good. Um, um, oh, yeah, Turkish delight. Um, also, I think I missed something out as well. When when Appleton went to the 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 hospital, she stole someone's flowers, like in clear view of everything. So this was like steals flowers in hospital. She's not a good criminal. Yeah, she steals flowers right in front of the person, and then all the others are going, "Oh, the cheek of her." <laughs> no well, one will notice. She'll get her baps out of the motocross next, you know. So um, the American then goes to the hospital to hunt down Appleton's sister. And uh, it turns out Appleton and uh, the nurse, who's surprisingly also the neighbour that they saved from the nasty bastard, uh, decide to to break the other sister out of hospital. I'm getting really confused by all this. Yeah. Um, I've 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 even put here, as I know, my brain has become porridge. Um... You should, have, you should have watched that at 1.5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been so easy. So they all break the sister out. They get into, they get into a van and fuck off. Oh, um, then they chose a barge their way to freedom. Literally. On yeah. a barge. They they go to... Um, oh, is it Huck Finn? <laughs> they go back to the house. But well, they're the explaining a better flag. The, the evil neighbour gets involved. The, the one that they yeah, have to nail to the floor. Yeah, he comes in. Nah, the, you should have used telephone cords. I was always going to get that from yeah. nails. He comes in. Stinking of oil. Starts going, <laughs> going with the girls. And then out of nowhere, the, the American goes to throw punches. 
uh, fails miserably, and then the dad, out of nowhere, because he's a boxer, remember, yes. mm. knocks the guy out cold very quickly. Quite right, so. Who gets kicked in the balls? Someone gets kicked in the balls, don't they? I think he might have done one of them. Um, so yeah, they decide then they can't be safe in the house. They go to hide out in the university dorm, uh, which is surely isn't allowed. <laughs> surely not. Um, uh, it's it's here. Oh, I, I've, I've stopped caring just immediately. <laughs> just this second. Um, they uh, yeah, they decide they're going to run away to France altogether. Mm. The American doesn't have any money, but then he realises he can steal some off his boss. Yes, who had earlier on in the show, uh, earlier on in the show, in the film, uh, had hidden loads of money in a mannequin lady's vagina. Or as I call it, the uh, gash cash. Yeah, I, I think I... Or like, yeah, that was my notes. Cash hidden in dummy's vagina. Metaphor? Question mark? It's uh, gash <laughs> cash, which is all where he hides his stash, and it's also his stash cash. Nature's pocket. <laughs> It's where all the money's aiming towards yeah. anyway. <laughs> so so this, this mannequin uh, is actually an art exhibit, which is taken out by yes. uh, an artist who we'd met earlier in the film. Australian. So I'm assuming sure yeah. she's meant to be Jermaine Greer. I think that was kind of the point, yeah. 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 Really laboured, laboured point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she takes the artwork out for an exhibition that she's about to have. So you know hijinks are at foot. Um, oh, it's meant to be a secret heist though, isn't it? Because this is my next note. Uh, pulls out shotgun. She's not a good criminal. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a criminal. Yeah, yeah. That's why they call her the wild card. So this exhibition is attended by the sisters, the American, uh, the editor and his coke dealer, and the two henchmen of the gangster Dougie. What a crew. Uh, what a crew. It's, it's at this point that it goes from being a thriller to being a crime drama to being a romance to now also becoming a knockabout comedy. Mm-hmm. So um, One of these genres they'll make good... Eventually. Yeah. They're basically the henchmen catch up to the sisters until Psycho Appleton, without a thumb, whips out a sword off shotgun and tells everyone to get down on the fucking ground. How will she shoot it? <laughs> With the other thumb. Uh, a lefty? Oh no. Just I swinging wildly. She's the wild card, mate. I couldn't shoot someone with a She'll just stick it up her and just fire it with a in, power of a foof. In, in good consciousness, I couldn't shoot someone with my left thumb. <laughs> couldn't shoot oh, someone with any thumb. You're a fucking coward. Vegan, that's different. <laughs> I call them both the same. Um, so yeah, uh, the American grabs the cash from the gash, but leaves the stash. Oh yeah, I also did note, um, Hero has trouble with vagina. Finally, something we can relate to. <laughs> A little too close to home. <laughs> God, I'll dry those eyes. <laughs> don't, don't touch them. Don't so, touch them, it will go off. And of course, because it's, it's the pretentious 60s, so... Someone assumes that it's just, you know, very yeah. invasive theatre. Satire. Yeah. Oh, I see it. It's, it's like a satire of Robin Hood and Bird. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's first year university comedy sketch review humour. Yeah. yeah. So, so our I level, did our level then. Yes. <laughs> so the, the girls run away with the money. No, um, this is where they do the dumbest thing. They use the shotgun to lock the door. Yeah. yeah. Oh my uh-huh. God. Yeah. And we can use the money to stuff in the corners so we can't get through. We're going to use this to fill the house. Oh, it's a bit nippy. Should we burn it? (laughs) Yeah. Ah, the getaway car. I know what we can do. We can go to a McDonald's drive-thru to get ourselves some food and then leave it there. So they bundle into this van that they've now repainted because it looked too psychedelic and too recognisable. They get chased by the new uh, antagonist, the coke dealer. Yeah. 
Benicio del Toro trying to really get into this Snatch character. Or as I call him, uh, what's her name? Character from, um, oh, is it Morbius, the vampire from Spider-Man? Yes. He reminds me of him slightly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. He's a, he's a failed Jermaine Clement character. So uh, I, I will try and explain this as best I can. They have a chase sequence down through London. Mornington. They end up going to right. Mornington Crescent Station, uh, driving until they get stuck. Uh, they get wedged in through a passage, so... Uh, um, and they've got guns at this point, right? Yeah, but they used, but they were using them just to, like... Um, they were uh, using them as footrests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they this guy comes got, along... They've got this, an itch on their back. The least Colombian Colombian that's ever been smashes the window in to try and get at them instead of just shooting him or like at least pointing the gun his way or trying to hit him because no one ever fires the gun apart from at themselves <laughs> yeah, we're or in their it. sisters they just use the back of the gun to clobber yeah, people we're, in, we're, we're in England we don't use guns yeah. you know? so instead of trying to clobber him with the guns they escape through the front yeah. of the van and hop onto a train which looks very modern <laughs> and uh, escape on the tube mm-hmm. yeah. and you, you, it's like the easiest getaway in yeah. cinema it's history the Italian job it ain't yeah not by a long shot so uh, they <laughs> were they there like they're escaping on the tube yeah. oh bloody hell it's Russia I'm not getting on that <laughs> should we just wait they can, have, they can have the money honestly we can, we can make more the secret is to go to the furthest ends if you want a seat but you've got a bit of a walk on you then when you want to get out the northern line at this hour oh you mental oh no so that was um, my favourite Darrow Bring gag when he was in London during the uh, the the seven seven bombings and he was in the underground and they said like uh, unfortunately there has been a terrorist attack and the northern line will be closed for the rest of the day and you could see in their eyes going oh that's tragic I could take the Bakerloo line <laughs> <laughs> so now we cut to uh, the all three sisters. Uh, who are now all magically recovered from their ailments. They recovered from their ailments. Uh, they found themselves in France with the American and their father, and they've uh, gone to a lovely campsite because why wouldn't you when you've got thousands of lovely pounds mm. uh, to escape with? Um, and bear in mind, it's thirty quid for a blowy, so yeah. for thousands. <laughs> so and here we get to Appleton. Top the other Appleton. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, the mother of uh, Liam Gallagher's children. Um, he's topless in the Well, I mean, he's got a lot. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. two of them. Yeah. A, a well, of them. My note was she was topless at doing this uh, kinky stuff about 20 yards away from the family. Yeah. It's, it all happens. <laughs> That's my girl. It all happens by a lake. This was but quite then, a detailed sex scene, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was getting a bit there. Yeah. But then. What he, were you? <laughs> it was. Doesn't take much. So, the mannequin from earlier on was doing <laughs> I have the entirety of Pornhub at my fucking beck and call. Why would this get me off? Because this, you, what, this is it's unexpected. Thomas Appleton? <laughs> <laughs> when we read into this film, all I really got the note of it was yeah. no one expected the Appletons to be topless. I knew that going in. I was expecting I it. I, so some of us don't go I, I wasn't expecting the sexing to be this graphic. I, would, I was no, honestly expecting that as much. Pop, for some pop stars, this was quite a graphic sexing. Yeah, I was 18! Well, I did, yeah, but that was for like the violence and everything. Yeah. But I was just like, I just didn't think. Anyway. I just didn't see. I just, it's like, no. that's a proper like Dave Stewart going. 
No, it's for the for the scene. Well, I, it's appropriate. I assumed it well, was like a body double to begin with. Yeah, no, 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 no. Topless Appleton. Melanie Black has more class than this. We didn't see any Melanie Blacks though. And definitely no shout name. They bang by a lake, and then when the American wakes <laughs> it was, up... It was a nice bang. They bang yeah. by a lake, and when the American wakes up, he's at the campsite, which I found quite <laughs> disconcerting. But he's at the campsite alone because everyone else is fucked off. Oh. She bang and ran. The best way. This was so fucking dumb. This was yeah. like... Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to go through this. Oh, we're close So, up. she's left a note for the American. The family have bundled into a car and just driven off. Because she doesn't want to get the American wrapped up in their world of crime. Yeah. What happens to him now? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> the but... girls kick Appleton out of the car and drive off. So she's got to head back to, to liaison with him. He then hitches a lift. Who's driving? Oh, it's the drug dealer. Because, of course, he's the bad guy. <laughs> It's John Javadra in Pulp Fiction <laughs> on the Reverend just, Marcellus. Just, just if he was clearly covered in heroin. Um, <laughs> yeah, John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, the drug dealer, um, uh, the, uh, as I said, the least Colombian Colombian I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he, they, so they come across Appleton and bundle her in the car as well. Because this is in the middle of France, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, this is, this I've is... taught all of France. Yeah. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> so they get to find the other sisters who are, for no good reason, parked up by a fruit stall and are just sampling the way. You've got to get your five a day, Tom. So they come out and the, the, the Colombian drug dealer's got the one sister... <sighs> With a, a machete against her throat, and he's threatening mm. to kill her unless to give him all the money. He gets the money, and then the dad comes along pretending to be French. Yes. Suggesting that he should try the watermelon, yeah. despite the fact that he's clearly got someone by the throat with a fucking machete. And then, for some absolutely godless reason, the Colombian decides to hack at the watermelon isn't anyway. The, isn't this character meant to be French? No. Ah, oh, because I thought he was French because my line written here was the French can't resist slicing a watermelon. <laughs> He's meant to be Colombian throughout well, okay. the entire thing. The Colombians oh. can't resist the slice of watermelon. Oh, my favourite. Ah, the Colombians want weakness. <laughs> my favourite thing I've pretty much ever done in life is throw a watermelon at a wall. Wow. Oh, that's a, a watermelon. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's got to be. Yeah. A full one. And I didn't, it was like for an art project, so it was all slowed down. Oh. I just want to drop I didn't have to clean it up. Oh, this, that was good. That were was you good. working on the set of Honest and you've now just realised? <laughs> so, in the time that oh, it that takes... Good, that was a good day. <laughs> I saw Thomas Appleton. <laughs> in the time that... A run about melons, not apples. <laughs> <laughs> the melons of an apple, great! Uh, oh, so I was going to say you're better than that, but you're not. You're not. So, in the time that it takes for him to hit the watermelon yes. and for him to hit the floor yes. one of them has elbowed him another one's pinned him up against the car punched him and kicked him in the balls hey this is serious adult shit okay no, this <laughs> is they, were, they were up against it they saw the chance and they yeah. took it right. so yeah they, they've got so now they've got the Colombian where they want him and what do they do to punish him they crucify him <laughs> <laughs> they get him on some poles, put him in a field with some scarecrows, yeah. and fucking crucify him. 
It's it's a metaphor. Maybe with maybe with telephone cables we can't be sure. Sixties. No, this is some serious adult shit. Well, South Americans they they're very keen on their religion. You know? oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, the final scene of the film is is very uh, uh, what Fast and Furious Eight, <laughs> where. Um, two cars driving across next <laughs> to each other. Oh my god! <laughs> and they they drive. Paul off. Walker turns up. And yeah, it's Vin not Diesel there. Paul Walker. Yeah, it's, it's really confusing. It's his brother with some CGI. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a field in like you know Essex or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, oh it's yeah, not, it's it's clearly it's not the France. least France-looking place. So yeah, they 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 drive to a fork in the road and they go off in different directions to show that, that Normal Appleton and her new American beau have gone taken a new path in life. Whilst the others are off to do some bad cries. So we've got some uh, sliced Appleton. Well, you know, you cut it in half. Are we done? Success! That is the film, guys. Well, that was some serious adult shit. That was growing up <laughs> shit, my friends. Um, so, very quickly, going around the room, because we've recorded quite a lot there. Um, thoughts? It's a fucking awful film. It's so it's, bad. It's like it's, it's not one a of those film. Ones, you, you Dave, realize... break. Dave Stewart is not a filmmaker. Yeah, and that and he's he directed... really he's directed one other thing. Was it a music video? It was. Yeah, he's directed a few music videos before that. Yeah. The other thing he did after this was uh, he partially directed Stevie Nicks' documentary in 2012. Wow. So. Not exactly what you'd call an auteur. It's just one of those ones where you realise, like, especially now, like, the worst of Hollywood blockbusters are usually not as bad as they were in the 80s and 90s and that, because there's just a level of technical competence. Yeah. This is where it fails just on the fundamentals of a film. Yeah. Like, you can tell, like, the production designers are bad production designers. Yeah. There's... The editors are bad editors. It's not just, like, uh, someone, who got, someone who got to write and direct a film and, were, you know, it's not like a Tommy... It's even, in many ways, it's as bad as The Room, you know, like, in no, different ways. No, different no, ways. no, 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 no. It's got nothing on The Room. But if you get where I'm coming from. Like, there's, there's levels of the incompetence on, on new... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't enjoy this. Um, in the slightest. It's what just... I will say is, like you say, everyone involved with this wasn't supposed to be there. Like yeah. the actors, uh, the all sides aren't actresses. No. The 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 director's not a director. I don't think Mel Black but, wanted to be there. But, I get a sense that like yeah, she was kind of contractually yeah, obliged. Yeah, yeah. But the um, the writers are competent writers. They yeah, have that's a the great thing. Back history, a back catalogue of really good work, and they make this where the plots are thrown in. Like shit to a fan to see yeah. what sticks. There's nothing. There's like it's just bad on every level. Like some. Like even though I hated Cashback, there was competence in like the visuals or things like that. Yeah, there's there was none an element to enjoy there. Yeah. Like like you can't comprehend what's going on. The editing's atrocious. The pacing's awful. I. It's because you watch. You were watching at the wrong speed. One point five. I was gonna say it's slow motion <laughs> to fuck. So if you just spend it up to like a forty-five minute honestly, short it's... film. It might actually be enjoyable. The, I last, just the last 40 minutes flew by, honestly. It's just, it's, well, I think it's fascinating that it came out in the same year as Rand's Aluminium. And I think maybe this is like the nadir of the British film industry, you know, and just cool Britannia in general is dying out. Yeah, that like Primrose the, Hill the, sort the of 60s was... nostalgia's basically died at this point too, and this mm. might have helped towards yeah. it. Yeah. The, 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 you know, and just... Oh. It, 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 I can understand why it got made. I just am oh, yeah. annoyed that it did. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's no virtual sexuality, but you know, it's... I will it throw you no off a cliff. <laughs> I will throw you off a cliff. Uh, but we know we've got to try and think of something nice breath. to say about okay, it. Okay, um, something nice to say about the film. I have one that will upset you. Go so, ahead. Because I, I don't think. I think. Are you like, going to say tits? I mean, what no, would, what won't that. upset you, to be honest? You know, I <laughs> think. I think. Psycho Appleton, whichever one that is. We, is we don't it? know. We don't know. I think it's Nicole. Nicole. She has a presence to her that suggests she could become a good actress in the future. Like she's trying that the others aren't. I mean, yeah. not, like she's she's, she's, she's embodying put, a character. Yeah, she's actually put a it's, word it's into a character, character with a yeah. dimension. I mean, with tra- the dimension is anger, but at least it's something. The dimension is psychopath. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with but tra- that's the thing you're able to attribute something yeah, to yeah, her yeah. performance. I mean, you, you say know? that we are twenty years in the future from this film. Hasn't become an actor. No, you know? But if any of them were to become, if you would say, okay, take one of these and get put them to acting school, and it might be worth it, she would be the one I'd say. Uh, there's out of the three. Yeah. Well, to yeah. be honest, I would watch that and go, okay, Chazney just by default. She's yeah, yeah. <laughs> just straight up. Because yeah. they've all failed the test. She hasn't taken the yeah. test yet. But I will well, say she was did. she was trying to do something and she at least succeeded in conveying an element to the character that was clearly written for her. Yeah. But yeah. You know, she's the best of a bad bunch. Whereas it felt like Melanie Black was there just to get shot. Yeah, yeah. I think Melanie Black actively didn't really want to be there, and so they gave her the yeah, least. Of, like they they write can... her out and loads of. Scenes. They wanted to make this. She has no storyline compared okay. to the other Appletons. What I would say is this: you've got the DVD here, yeah, which has got the main poster design of the three All Saints. Uh, at any point, does that look like? I mean, if you can Google it, look for the honest poster. It's got, got the three all, on our Twitter. Yeah. It's got the three All Saints, and all of them are wearing modern clothes. Yeah, they've got modern hairstyles and everything else. Nothing says. Tom, they didn't pay it, money for a second photo shoot. Yeah, but nothing, <laughs> nothing about that cover says this is going to be. That is true. She's a got like crime drama set in the sixties. She's got though. late nineties, early two yeah, thousands blonde streaks. She's got. She's got a camo jacket going on. Yeah. What's I mean? What's this on the floor here? If I may. And there's just a shotgun that's been photoshopped oh, yeah, just, just onto a it. Random, basically, that's an it's, album cover. That's not a film poster. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. the film is in widescreen. That's a nice thing you can say I about mean, it. It's helpful. Um, one thing I would say that I liked about it, um, it, there were some nice bits of music used. On occasion, it's the sixties. They've got yeah. lots of. Oh, you must throw a compliment. I mean, it, it wasn't <laughs> difficult, but you know. <laughs> Bell. Uh, well, as we know, I don't like films, um, <laughs> but I watched it in two sittings, um, which for this series, pretty good going. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, quite, did, that's quite high. It price. wasn't offensively bad for me. Really? Like, uh, I think this is what I think this is. I, I think this is up there. With Avengers, Avengers was worse. No, Avengers. No, well, I don't think well. Avengers. Was but it was like I was, when I heard, oh, "Well, we're doing an All Saints film." I wasn't expecting much. No, you know? and, <laughs> and also, and also, the bar fair, was low. Like, and to be fair, left. when I mailed yeah. the DVD through to yeah. you, I left a note inside of it saying, "I can only apologise in advance." <laughs> so I think right. that gave you a heads up. Too. Like, okay, <laughs> I watched it in two sittings. I, that's that's the that's the whole didn't. How many sittings did it take? I mean, some of them have been six or seven. You know, I there didn't was, there was a, mind there was a Hollywood it. exec. I yeah. think it was one of the Warner Brothers. Genuinely, one of the Warner Brothers. Whose rule for how good a film was was how many piss breaks he had to take whilst he was watching it. <laughs> That's a fair, fair thing to do. Um, I, I, I didn't mind it that much. It, it was bad, obviously, 
But there it was just some washed bit... over you. It didn't laughed... offend you. Yeah, it, I didn't really take it in. I mean, I watched it less than 24 hours ago. I can't really remember it. Yeah. Well, um, I'd watched it only t- like two think... weeks ago, and I was really struggling. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, um, it took a couple of sittings for myself. Mm. I did it in one, because I had to get it over to you the ne- that yeah. day. <laughs> so... It was more of a necessity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah okay. it, was, it was bad, obviously, but... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how do we make it better? Yeah, I. Well, I'm gonna go sh- oh, straight. sorry. What I liked, I like. I did like some of the costumes. Some of the, the okay. That's so true. the mise en scene was nice. For yeah, you. yeah, yeah. And I like some of the settings, like when the market and stuff. It did. Yeah, the mise en scene. Yeah. It it, it, yeah. it, evoked, it made it look like it was in the sixties, yeah. except yeah, when yeah. you suddenly saw a, a tube with like yeah, uh, you saw, you saw, LED light, LED bulbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw someone. <laughs> you saw someone changing a mini disc. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let me set the start with the headphones in. Let me reset my digital watch and look at my very. 90s porn. Um, yeah, uh, so how to make the film better? I'm going to go straight in because when I was watching this, it did feel like I said, uh, it felt like it became a different film several minutes yeah, in. Yeah. It started out as a crime drama, then it becomes a romance. Yeah. It becomes, I think if you'd have made that a, just a knockabout comedy mm. in a similar vein to Bullseye, but with better <laughs> writing. But if you're I, casting Clement and you know, and if those two guys are yeah. writing it, surely if you surely yeah, if you've got more of their comedic style coming through rather than the gritty style, I think it would have worked better. See, I would actually go a different avenue. I think they should have leaned more into the idea of the women uh, hijackers because basically we we don't see any heists after the first twenty to thirty minutes. I think more about that and them getting dressed up as men and the idea of women's perspective in swinging London, but dressed as men and being able to take it I think there's more to it like the the heist and this and the different perspective of the 60s because you know it is taking a critical eye I would assume Dave Stewart experienced some of it yeah but but my my issue there would be it feels like it was written originally like I said like a knockabout comedy but it fell victim to the lock stock effect Mm. Yeah, it had it to become to more gritty. Complicated plot. Yeah, it had to become more Dozens gritty. Dozens of characters to drag in that sort of audience. Well, I think would that's it have been aware of Lockstock when it came out? Because they would have well, been filming it in '99. When it, did it come out, what '98, '97? Lockstock was '98. I remember because Vinnie Jones was a Capital Carnage '98 dressed up as his yeah. Lockstock so, character. So it was '97. So I, I would argue that they, so they sure could have been inspired by yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and they could have made changes to the film. Based on the popularity of Lockstock. Well, I think that's the problem. They made some based on the popularity of Lockstock, but not enough. Exactly. Like, like the Colombian guy clearly looks like a, a Guy Ritchie character. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Like an early Guy Ritchie character. <laughs> it just doesn't... Not like Robin Hood just wearing... But basically, we're, we're taking, like, bare concepts. It's not like just... Yeah. You know, we're, like, taking the bare bones of a heist. They're in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. And that is all that we're taking yeah. from this. You know? um, I wanted to know what happens to the Scarecrow fellow at the end. <laughs> He was just trapped in a field. That was you know. the sequel. That he was, was crucified. <laughs> He's our Lord Jesus. Do you not get this? He was being a scarecrow. I want to know that the bird That was so crazy as well. They build up other villains for so long. And we don't even... That guy just goes into the... Like, he just yeah. dogs him in and that's it. Yeah, Doggy just, suddenly... Dog, just gets arrested. His henchmen are just locked in an exhibition. And then, so out of nowhere, this Colombian drug lord yeah. becomes we the fucking see, antagonist. Such out of nowhere. Choice. I was like, why is... What is... He's the final villain? Yeah, it, it just seems, like I said, what? it seems like they had three different film ideas and just threw it what all together. What did the All Saints do next? Did they do like a gritty album? Um, they, so they stopped no, doing they pop songs. Really, to... they, never, they never really 
split up, split up. Oh, they, they? they did eventually, but I, I think... know that Appletons formed their own group of just topless bogus. Appletons. Well, actually, they didn't call their band Appleton. It wasn't. Uh, yes, okay. the two of them were just known as Appleton. Oh, yeah, right. okay. broke up. Um, but yeah. I think didn't they do the uh, Beach soundtrack I... after this? Well, that was two thousand when the Beach came out. So, so it would have been around, around the same, same time. time. Yeah. I preferred this to Spice World. No, no, I preferred Spice World. Spice World it... had a personality to it. No, at least this was. I like, Spice what's... World had humor. Spice in World it. was just a cash in. This yeah. was an artistic endeavor which failed Spice... gloriously. This Spice World, Spice World had some cultural validity to it. It genuinely did reflect a specific time in history and actual actors in the cast. Yeah, yeah. in this, in this terms of this series, this wouldn't be even. Well, the we'll lowest. have to hold off yeah. on our rankings for the end, but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, it's we'll, clear that there will be differences of opinion. We'll, we'll, but right we'll, now, we're this still is... very early on in yeah. the series. We've yeah, got we can, a lot we can of still talk about, and so far, eh, mm. eh, average, uh, average rating. Mm. No, this was it like pa- it passed me by. If you so. follow me on Letterboxd, you'll see this got the lowest rating I could give it. Yeah, <laughs> um, okay. there was nothing like uh, genuinely. So I laughed a couple of times. Like, so this, how this, would how would you make it better than Mike? Um. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> um. I don't. I, I don't know. I, I think you. You're probably along. Uh, I like. I quite like it. Funnier. No, I quite like the idea of looking at just just change of a heist movie with girls because yeah. there's not many of them around. Yeah. Sixties. Yeah, Sixties was a good time for you know weird time for sort of there's social one. rights. So have it as being yeah. like more focused on like the women's liberation sort of. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. I can understand. And, and it actually, you see. know, being through like selfish violence rather than trying to be part of any movement they just want to make it for themselves yeah you know? but then they use that as a backdrop to yeah to sort of justify it. i get yeah. that i get oh, that. okay yeah i could see that hey you don't watch that watch this babe too it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a relatively recent film release that involves crime and capers and um brits i'm gonna go personally for the good liar the new film starring helen mirren and Dame. ian mckellen sir <laughs> Show them the fucking respect that they've earned from a. It's not. It's not very similar. But we were struggling to think of any crime cases without going for the obvious, like the Italian jobs, lock stock. So instead, I just thought, I'd, yeah, you know, something with something with a female lead doing something, um, you know, and, and they would have been around at this time as well. So. Yeah, they would have remembered the sixties yeah. or were, were, a, in, were involved. Just a nice little fun, well plotted. Okay. You know, 90, okay. 90 minute crime okay. thriller. Again, it's very recent. Ian McKellen's very good in it, and Helen Mirren holds off until she's given a moment to shine, and then she makes it like. Oh, know. okay. No, I, I don't want to give I, away anything. I look forward much. to seeing it at some point. Yeah. And I won't. Because <laughs> there's no joy in your life. No, it's so, just films. No, not anymore. <laughs> well, this series is killing me off. The next film, to round up this. Self-contained trilogy. Oh, Jesus Christ. There ain't no party like an S-Club. Yes, there are. There are several parties like an S-Club party. And unfortunately, as a sign of how this... Put your hands in the air. (laughs) The timing of this was pretty poor, though, because whilst this isn't like, like... what, say what you will about Spice World and, and Honest. They got these women, these these bands when they were in their cultural zeitgeist. <laughs> uh, this one, it's S Club Six that's involved. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. Where they're having to deal with evil clones of themselves. Because that's a plot. It's S Club Six starring in Seeing Double. If you want to get in touch with me before then, my name is Lorcan Munn. That's L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Appleton. N for nipples on topless Appleton. Put an at gmail.com at the end of it. That's my email address. Otherwise, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd, and uh, Twitter. Hi. <laughs> my name is Michael. 
And if you would like to follow me, you can. On, on, <laughs> on Twitter, at MichaelBell86. On the train. Uh, on Facebook. Oh, find me. Um, <laughs> me and Tom are in a double act. Uh, we're very good. Uh, so book us. We are the Kamikaze Club on all the socials. Check us out. Yeah, and if you want to just talk to me personally, because fuck this prick. I do all the, um, <laughs> I do all the admin. I'll probably be the one replying. Yes, but I'm the nice one. So you can <laughs> he find. Says, after saying fuck this yeah. prick. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you can find me on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, all under the same name at Tom Hodkinson. Uh, Tom spelled T H O M because uh, Tom Hamilton. Are you still doing this? <laughs> um, that's been the honest episode of. Best of Worst of British, a film that was made with some love and some dedication by some very hardworking people who are professionals in certain fields, but not cinema. <laughs> um, the but they the, are bloody good songs in the eighties. Yeah, and they and, and in the, the late nineties. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is made by people with a lot of love and dedication that uh, actually wanted to tell a story and had the money and effort to do so. I well, I want to say what I've done this week, but. Um, Court case is still pending. So thank you very much for watching, and we'll see you for the next episode on S Club. Seeing double, 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 double. Topless Appleton. Topless Appleton.